How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. I am raring to go. I'm excited. I've been waiting all week for this day. Oh, yeah. We are excited because we got a special guest on today. One of those special guests that we have got on the show repeatedly. And that's our baseball insider, John Stolberg. John, how's it going? Oh, it's going going amazing. amazing. How are you guys? We're good. And for those who are just joining us and, and you know, new to the show, John is a, I mean, he, the guy has forgotten more about baseball than I'll ever know. And I've known John for 30 years. He is a regular contributor to different uh, fantasy baseball podcasts. And he was a writer that had stuff that was uh, on ESPN. I mean, you've been all over the place. And, you know, your, your breadth of MLB knowledge is always useful for us because uh, candidly, I mean, me and AJ are starting to get a little bit more knowledgeable because we're watching a lot more, but we, we weren't there until you came on the show. I'm glad I can help. I, I, you know, you yeah, teach, teach someone, someone to fish, fish as, as opposed to just, just giving them a fish. fish. <laughs> hey, well, I, I do want to thank you because you have kind of encouraged me, you know, to kind of watch baseball this year. I've watched baseball this year more than ever. I feel like it's an exciting year. Um, with the new players in, with Otani and Tatis and Guerrero, and this whole uh, home run derby and this all-star game that we just had that was hyped up more than any all-star break ever in in, in a while in baseball. And it was, uh, I think this year is making a turn for the best for baseball. You know, you know I, 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 have I have mixed feelings, feelings about, about it. it. I, I'm, I'm still, still a little annoyed, annoyed with, with the, the home run or strikeout, strikeout aspect, aspect, but... but we have, we have this, this infusion, infusion of amazing young, young talent. talent. The, the, like, like you mentioned, mentioned Tatis, Guerrero, Soto, Otani. There's, there's so, so many, many young players, players in their, their 20s, 20s who we could be watching for a decade or more. Well, I, I think that it is, it's truly just great to see. It, it's just fun to watch these guys. You know, I have never, in my life at least, wanted to turn on a baseball game to watch one singular player, you know? And I feel like we're starting to see these teams get these players where, like, I need to see what this guy's going to do at bat because there's a high percentage chance he's going to hit a 470, 460-foot dinger, and that's just fun, you know, in baseball to watch. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of awesome, awesome to watch, to watch some, some of these guys. guys you know, you, know, you, you check, check ESPN, ESPN, see what, see what the, the game, game is, and, and you, you see, see it's, it's the Padres. The Padres. It's, it's 1030 on the, on the East Coast. Coast. I'm, I'm exhausted. And turn it on. I'm like, oh, Tatis is up. I can't go to bed now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, what I was kind of, I think the fun part for me was watching how excited you were this All-Star break, AJ, when you were like all in because you had, and we'll get to it, but you nailed the predictions in the HR, in the home run hey, derby. I don't, I don't want to brag, but if you listen back, I, it, you, you may have, it may have sounded like I predicted the future in a sense, because it, I was pretty spot it on. It was weird. It was, it was freakishly good and spot on, but we, you uh, like that, right. you like that. I do like that, but <laughs> I, um, we have a great show today. We have a lot to talk about. We'll talk about baseball on our second half of our show with John, but John, we got to talk about a bunch of stuff that's going on in sports. Baseball is not the only thing. We have the NBA Finals going. The Bucks tied up 2-2. And the Suns now, and, we're, you know, I'm shaking a little with my with our Suns uh, prediction here. We are, uh, we, we are 2-2. It is now the best of three series, and it is going to be a dogfight for oh. whoever's going to win this series. Dude, Giannis and Middleton, they, they just won't go away. No. They will not. And even with Booker's 40-point performance, which we'll talk about and we'll get into, they still won that game four. I don't know how they won game four. I think I watched a a different game four than a lot of other people because I am just surprised on how the Suns found a way to lose that game. I I got a few thoughts, too. We also got some headlines. The USA basketball team won a game. Hallelujah. And also the, uh, the Open the next major golf tournament, which will give you your one-minute golf. Yeah, and maybe we can talk about a little extra because John's on here, Sweet. and it's a special occasion. Okay. But we got a lot of stuff to get into. Let's run it. And we'll start with an interesting story. Let's start with just some bizarreness, okay? we got to have some fun here because, look, the headlines are here, but we're digging for some sports content, all right? We're, we're about a month away from football. Yep. Can we get a clap for that? That is, that is, that is huge, all right? We're getting... The best sport back in about a month. Yes. 
And that, and you know, and that, the finals will be over here in a week, right? And and then we can get the this, this final stuff and this basketball nonsense out and get to some football and some fantasy football. That's what I'm most excited about. Listen, and then we could talk to John about his Giants because we're gonna just pound on them. Oh, we can all can all do day that long. all day long, all day. Long. <laughs> but <laughs> but how about we start with an interesting story with Travis Kelsey? This was trending around Twitter all this week, and it is just the most nonsense story ever. Okay. Travis Kelsey was at the celebrity golf tournament over the last weekend. Yeah, didn't and, play terrible. Right, didn't play terrible. Whatever. He's, a, he's a decent golfer. Yep. And he was asked a question on how his, his last name is really pronounced. I guess there was some rumblings on Twitter of, it's not really Kelsey. Is it Kels? Is it something else? And he said his last name is actually pronounced Kels. Not Kelsey, which everyone calls him Travis Kelsey. And he also said that he obviously doesn't care because it doesn't bother him that much. And he's never corrected, but it is Kels, right? Then later, um, later yesterday, he goes on and says that what they ask him again on a different, I guess, a different interview because this is such an important story, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's huge. It's an incredible <laughs> importance. And they ask him, what is it really? And he goes, my grandfather says it's Kels. And that's, I guess, how the real pronunciation is. And then his father, as it's gotten passed down, said that it's Kelsey. So he says that it's Kelsey, but the p- correct pronunciation is Kels. And you know what? And It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The but boy, it, The boy is still the probably, if not the best, the second best tight end in the game, hey, and he's getting paid, and you can call him the janitor if you want. Kelsey or – that's what I was going to say. The Ke- Kelsey or Kels or whatever his last name is, he is the best tight end in football, and he's been but, for the last couple of years. Listen, for a guy who has been – my name is Noel, right? I've been called right. Noel. Neil, Neil Toll, mm-hmm. Noel TL. I've been called everything in their and their money or in their and the mother. I don't give a crap as long as at the end of the day there's money in my account mm-hmm. and I'm getting paid. Well, the difference between you and Kelsey is, is my bank account's a lot smaller. Not just the main cow, but he is the best tight end in the league. You're just you're not up there with the tight ends. John in college was I was I a hell of a player. <laughs> Uh, are we talking, we're talking football or, or <laughs> hockey? Hockey, right. I'll, I'll give you. <laughs> football, football, maybe not so much. I played a part. I played a part. All right. You were blocking. Uh, on to a real story. The USA basketball team won a game. That, I mean, as shocking as that shouldn't sound, it is shocking that they won a game. So, John, we were talking the other day about the fact that they lost to Nigeria and Australia, which is just a travesty among the, the, the ends of the earth. I mean, yes, Nigeria has seven pro players, players. but their best player's name is Precious. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you're still dealing with Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard, and this team should, and Zach Levine, and this team should never lose. And the fact that they've lost is, is ridiculous. So they, they finally put a hurting on Argentina, which has Luis Scola, who's about mine and John's age. Uh, but do you see, that with Bradley Beal going out and he's done because of COVID, do you see this USA basketball team winning gold in the Olympics? John, what do you think? You know, I think I do see them winning the gold. I don't necessarily buy the argument that they're making that, oh, well, we haven't really gelled yet and all these other teams have been playing together for years. Realistically, the NBA is about isolation, one-on-one. You don't need to gel to play one-on-one. Everybody clear out. Give the ball to Kevin Durant. He's the best scorer on the planet. And go. I don't understand why they struggled in the first two games. My guess is they didn't care. Right. They're guys who have $200 million contracts. You know, and all I can think of is Allen Iverson. Except instead of saying practice, the current guys are going, exhibition? We're talking about exhibition, man? But... Don't you have a problem with the fact that they're blaming the refs? They're blaming the rules. Right, that it's different because it's an international right. type of basketball. The refs are different, and there's no goaltending and the ticky-tack fouls that they don't get in the real games. They're not getting in the international games. I think it's a bunch of BS. I think, honestly, that they're just they're just not going 100%. You know, they're, they're, some guys are dealing with COVID. Some guys are, are hurt. When it gets to the Olympics, the USA is going to win gold. They're going to run over everyone. They're probably going to play Spain or a revisit with Australia in yeah. the final, I think they take care of him this time. I agree. Well, I think the Bradley Beal thing will definitely hurt him because they'll lose scoring. But right. they're getting Devin Booker and Drew Holiday once this is Hopefully, over. Hopefully, yeah. And I think that'll uh, suffice for yeah. the loss of Bradley Beal. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think so. I think so. 
What about the home run derby and the all-star uh, game from the MLB this week? What a week it was for baseball because it was just a jam-packed week that I think a lot of people that have never, you know, had the, you know, the privilege right to tune in to, to this. <laughs> I think a lot of people like myself and like yourself tuned in and was very, you know, happy with the results that they saw from a great home run derby, one of the best that first, I've ever watched. First of all, it started with an amazing, amazing stadium. Yeah. Right? Coors Field is is just it, a it's, it's a cool awesome. ass stadium. Right? I mean if you're a righty, you're you basically have to like sneeze and the ball goes over the fence. If you're a lefty, you have four decks to have fun with. And there were some monster home runs. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, how about the fact that uh, Mancini gets over cancer and goes out there and gets to the finals? That was Great an story. amazing story. story. That was probably, probably the, best the best part of, of the whole home run, run derby, derby was, was his, his showing. showing. Yeah. The fact that he, he what, it, I, I want to say he had zero home runs in the first, like, I don't know, 15 swings. Yeah. And he all had of a like sudden, two, swing, I think. Right? Yeah. And, and like a minute, at a minute 40, he had two, and he <laughs> and called timeout. Time yeah. And, and absolutely no one thought he was going to get past Matt Olson because nope. me and you both thought Matt Olson would, would be in the finals on that side of the bracket because of how well he swung the bat. Yep. And I didn't think, look, Mancini proved me wrong. He yep. showed me that the dude can smash some home runs, and smash some he did. And, you know, between Mancini, uh, Story, I mean – uh, the guy on uh, Colorado getting yeah. through the first round. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. But the biggest one was you were all over it. Oh, yeah. How did Otani not get through the first round? Look, I, uh, this is the funniest thing ever. This might be the funniest prediction because, John, I don't know if you listened, but I did say that I predicted Juan Soto to beat Otani in the first round of that home run derby. But my reasoning was so incredibly wrong because, obviously, I didn't know the rules to the home run derby. I don't know why I thought this, but... I thought that the rules were when you hit a home run, you have to wait for the ball to hit the stands or hit the ground or whatever to throw the next pitch. That's what I thought the whole skill was, you know, to hitting maybe more line drives and hitting or, or versus, you know, the, versus towering, the towering yeah. home runs that spend 20 seconds in the air. And that's what I thought the rule was. So I was thinking back to Otani and just thinking of Otani has hit some deep ones, but they are they go high and they are in the air for a long time. So I was trying to think a little strategically, wow. and I picked Soda because of that reason. Then I come to find out that that's not even a rule. You can just throw them as, as, as fast, as, fast you as you want. And they can be in the air. You can get three in the air at one time, and it's perfectly fine. The only thing was you saw the ref in the back or the umpire in the back. He would yeah. give his finger if, like, a kid was in danger. Right. Exactly. <laughs> wait, wait till the kids are looking. But but I still get that prediction right, even though it had nothing to do with what I said. Otani had 15 chances to win that round. That's what I'm saying. Otani just – the first two gas. minutes, he he was just hitting some some – Ground balls, some some double plays, and he could not get the ball in the air. And then he got going, but he, then he was getting gassed. Time was running out, and Soto had a really good outing as well. They were going back and forth. Yeah. But and he had that he had that one in this in the second round where or the the second part of the overtime right. where he only needed two more in like twenty five seconds, and he couldn't get and it. He couldn't get it. He could was, not get it. He was so gassed. And then Soto goes three for three on the swing off, uh, just hits three nukes, and Otani was like. It's all yours, buddy. I'm done. All yours, buddy. Yeah. I'm glad for everyone coming out for me, but that's it for me uh, for the home run derby. But most important, Webb, uh, uh, John, who won the home run derby? Polar Bear. Polar Bear, oh, Polar Bear did indeed. That's another one. Two for two for the home run derby. I've been saying it for, I think, two weeks now that we were going to preview it. And on last episode, I said, Pete for the home run derby. He was designed for this competition, and he just there was no match no match you had salvador perez hit 27 which was the most by a catcher and was the most in the first round besides mm-hmm. pete alonzo and he lost and he, by eight and he still lost by eight yeah that, that's the one, one thing that pissed, that pissed me, me off, off about the derby <laughs> is salvador, salvador perez, perez put on an amazing showing, showing. yep and they, and they spent, spent like, like two, two seconds, seconds talking about him, about him. Because They're like, oh, yeah, you lost, you lost, bye-bye. <laughs> they, like, they knew he lost when it started. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad for him, but he had a good attitude. But most importantly, does Pete look like he's just having a real good time? He sounds like he's having a good time. He's, I don't know, he's, he looked a little, a little dorky, dorky the way he was he bouncing and head bobbing. He was, he was dancing I, like a white dude. Okay, I, was, I, was I was watching, watching it going, going dude, dude you, you, I mean, I mean 
I'm, I'm not going to say this to your face because you're, you're a monster, monster. But, but you, you kind of look, look like, like a dork. dork. John, he's making $675,000 a year. He made he more in that one day. <laughs> he yeah. made a million for a three-hour performance. Yeah, yeah somewhere, somewhere Stevie, Stevie Cohen's, Cohen's going, going, yeah, I got to write a check. check. <laughs> I'm going to owe this fucker a lot of money. Yeah, that's exactly what he was saying. But good times. Home yeah. Run Derby is excellent. The All-Star Game had the largest... Uh, Viewing audience ever, right? In the last like 10 years or something. But yeah, in the last couple of years, and was the most viewed All Star game from the last year in the four major sports. So more than the Pro Bowl, more than the NBA All Star game, more than the the NHL All Star game. But this was, I mean, that's big for baseball. You talk about a season that I feel like a lot more people, like I said myself, are getting into the sport because it's just. More fun to watch with all these exciting players, you know, taking over and becoming more international. <laughs> but, John, I got a question for you, okay? Go ahead. I really wanted your take on this. So, obviously, you are a lifelong baseball fan. You have probably seen every All-Star game there is to, that, that's ever been played in your lifetime. We are watching an All-Star game this past weekend with 41 first-time All-Stars, right? Guys, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't know half of them, right? <laughs> I mean... Other than a couple of like you know superstars, the Tatis of the world, and you know and the Gonzalez or the uh, Guerreros of the world, I, I, there were some guys on the Pirates and the Reds that I was like, I looked at AJ, I'm like, come <laughs> on, dude, I don't know these people. Did you miss the Bryce Harpers, the Trouts, the big names that we were all used to watching in these games? You know, uh, Mookie Betts. Like, did it lose something for you to see a bunch of 21 year olds, or were you jazzed that it was all new? You know, I have mixed I feelings. feelings. I, think I think it depends, it depends on, the on the player. I don't, I don't give a crap, crap that Bryce Harper wasn't, wasn't there. I mean, I this is a guy <laughs> who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated as an eighth grader. And as good as he is, you have to say his career is a disappointment. He had one colossal season at age 22. He peaked at 22. It's been all downhill since. Monetarily, not so much. No, four hundred million goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. but like, I, I, I had I enough of him. him. I think, think Mookie, Mookie Betts, Betts not being there was, was bad. But at the same the time, time, it's, it's nice, nice to see younger, younger players. players. It's, it's nice, nice to see a, a Cedric Mullins who's, who's having an unbelievable season get some exposure. exposure. You know, the, the Orioles suck. suck. They're in last place. He's having a great year. They're never on primetime television because they're the Orioles. So now someone might go to the computer and go, Cedric Mullins, who the hell's that? And, you know, start looking up the stats and go, wow, this kid can play. Wait, that was me. That was literally you on the couch looking up who is Cedric Mullins and saying, wow, he's batting 305. Wow, he's pretty good. Hold on. The only I got to give you some kudos, John. The only reason I was excited at one point, I was like, wait a minute, Nick Castellanos. That's the one that John told me was going to have a great breakout year. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I never would have known who he was either. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's good times, man. Yeah. I, I, listen, we're going to get into, like, all the MLB. We're going to do a midseason, you know, obviously review with you here in a second. But, you know, we've got to talk about the U.S. Open because I get my one-minute golf time. Go for it, man. So, John, I mean – AJ has this thing about golf, tennis, the Olympics, like anything that's not in the four major sports. You know, he, he's he's too millennial to, to really understand the, the pure joy of it. So every time that there's a major golf tournament, I get one minute to talk about it. So for me, Royal St. George's, England, th- that course is brutal. Like for those who play golf, for those who play golf, I'm telling you, it's it's a whole nother world. Like you have to be down the middle. You have to be a marksman with your shots. And right now, Louis season, whatever his name is, he's leading minus six. And I have a team, like I do a pool every year uh, for all the different majors. And you pick your best, you know, 15 players in your top eight, you know, count towards your score. Right now I have the number two guy, Brian Harmon. And my team is 17 strokes behind the leader. Wow. 17. That's just bad luck. That's not good. That's just bad luck. You told me to pick Shane Lowry. I picked Shane Lowry. The guy's plus one. Shane Lowry was my pick. And all it, the only reason he was my pick, because he won it last year. And I was like, you know, it's time for Nobody a repeat. back to back. It was time for a repeat, you know, winner. I took Shane Lowry. He was plus one today. I am mad at Shane Lowry. I'm disappointed. But it was one day. This is a four-day tournament. And I'm ready for Shane Lowry to bounce back. Uh, Jordan Spieth, we all know, had a nice day. Had a nice day. Um, Jordan Spieth, for the last however many years, has 
had plenty of nice starts, and then I feel like he just chokes it all away. That's what he's done, you know, John since w- he was good. Sunday morning at the bright early time of about 9 o'clock in the morning, will you be tuning in to the U.S. Open or the, the um, British Open? No, no, I have I a 921 tea time in my safe. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're training for the for the uh No, you're training for the senior open. open. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. probably. Listen, yeah, how, I, how is the golf game? Every once, once in a while, while last week, week I, birdied I birdied the number, the number one, one handicap, handicap on my course. course. And scored overall? 92. 92. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's, that's how, how inconsistent, inconsistent I am. Uh, nothing ever changes. Right. Nope. Nope. Hey, uh, I did. I did play a fresh new course myself. Yep, in play the uh, Falcons Fire at Disney, right outside of Disney. Mm-hmm. An incredibly hard course and a long course. Uh, my score is inconclusive because you gave up. I gave up. <laughs> I strictly quit. I gave up around the fifteenth hole. It was one hundred and three degrees out, and my skin was burnt red. It was just not good. It wasn't good. The score would have been higher than. Than scores should ever be, <laughs> and the score was will not be shared. On this you know, I, 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 I think the Scots, Scots are sadistic. sadistic. To, to me, me as, as much as I, I love golf, golf I, I always, always feel like 18 holes is too many. many. Like, like it should be the front six and the back six, six 12 holes. Right. Go have, have some, some bourbon, and and and, 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 and we're done. done. Hold on, I got to share a really funny story. So again, I told you, John and I have been friends for a very long time. So. We had a boys' trip to Hill, uh, to uh, Myrtle Beach oh, when we were in our early 20s. And we decided, because we were young and, and cool, that we were going to play five rounds of golf in three days, including two days of 36 holes. And so we play, and we're on the second day, and it's the second round. And we're there's eight of us, and so four, you know, two uh, – was there eight of us, or maybe it was more of us? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think it was more because we had. I think we had four foursome. Maybe it was sixteen of us. Anyway, all of a sudden we're turning around. We're we're at like hole number ten, and all of a sudden I see John up at the uh, what do you call it, the clubhouse with a beer in hand, going, "Enjoy, boys. I'll be here for the next nine holes if you need me." <laughs> smart dude. Very no, I smart think the thing, the thing the thing I remember, I remember most, most about that, that trip. trip is we got off, off the airplane, airplane into, into the vans, vans and went straight, straight to Nicholas's, Nicholas's course. course. We didn't yep. stop at the, 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 the hotel, hotel or whatever the hell we were staying at. And, and I remember we hit, we hit balls, balls for like 10, 10 minutes. minutes. And then and I, I shot, shot a 37 on the front, on the front nine. nine. And I was, I was like, like, this, this is, is going to blow away my, my best, best score ever. And then I shot a 55 on the back nine. And such was the way that that weekend went. And there went me getting anything in the 80s. That's awesome. All right, well, that's our headlines from this week in sports. We'll have more over the weekend. Because we have Game 5 or of the NBA Finals, we had Game 4 yesterday, and we'll get into that. The series is now tied 2-2. The Bucks take Game 4 in a game where I just thought the Suns had it. I think the Suns totally beat themselves, and the Suns gave that away. Actually, Chris Paul, I think, gave it away. With the amount of turnovers he had, with the amount of carrying on his back that he did uh, with Devin Booker scoring 40 points for the third time this postseason, absolutely scoring some incredible uh, jumpers where he was just mobbed in the face, hand in the face, making shots over over two players. Incredible performance. And I really do believe that the Suns had that game. They were dominating on defense. Oh, they totally had the Bucks. Game. The Bucks shooting-wise, taking good shots, but just... Couldn't hit and some good defense, good good rebounding. Aiton had I think sixteen rebounds. Yeah. You know, th- this was a game where they were playing just really well all around basketball. But the one thing was Chris Paul couldn't seem to handle a basketball just to, to save his life. I have never seen Chris Paul play that bad in five just turnovers, not being able to handle the ball, not being able to throw a crisp pass, and just just look sloppy like he's like he was a rookie out there. Well, you know, when, when Chris Paul does the, you know, wrap around his legs, through his legs, around his back, and, right. and, it, and it works, everyone thinks he's a wizard, mm-hmm. right? The minute it doesn't, it looks really bad. Like, it looks like he's playing on the playground and he doesn't care. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's what I saw a lot of. This game turned, absolutely turned, when Devin Booker picked up his fifth foul. Yeah. 
And it was a stupid foul. You know, P.J. Tucker was running around the baseline to go get a rebound, and he basically he checked him. Yeah. Like, it looked like a hockey check. Right. And I'm like, Devin, you have four fouls. You're on fire. You can't miss. You're the whole team right now. You don't need to pick up that fifth foul with nine minutes to go in the game. Yep. And it Especially just Especially in that situation. situation. And, and then, then he complained, complained about, about it. it. Like, like uh, that's, that's what, what kills, kills me about, about the NBA, NBA is you clearly, clearly hit the guy on the, on the arm. arm. Right. Or, or you, you know you hit, you hit the, the shooter, shooter in the head. And then you turn to the ref and you're like, what? You rake his face. Yeah. You crushed him. Dude, the the worst was when uh, Drew Holiday had a break, you know, basically a breakaway, mm-hmm. and he mugged him, and they didn't even call his sixth foul. foul. Mm-hmm. He didn't call it, and you know, then it's when Giannis, you know, took the rebound and, and scored. But I mean, and then he's sitting there and he's arguing for the fact that it wasn't called. Like I'm like, right. I'm like Devin, you're 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 you need to get your head right. Like it was, it was like the most one of the most dramatic basketball games I've ever watched. I feel like every every possession down the court was a a, a call that a fifty fifty call that was called one way sometimes for the Suns, the sometimes rest for the Bucks, and and it was it was just a dramatic game. I felt every single call had a dramatic um, kind of response from the fans. From the players, I think Dre Crowder got slapped in the face 27 times that game and was crying every time on the floor. Well, if you got punched in the face every time, you'd be crying too. I'm not... Look, some of them were real, and I'm, I'm sure getting poked in the eye like that, some of them were like, here, I'll just fan, you know, fan, 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 fan your face, I, I, and, and you'll still cry about it. I think, I think what, what the, the NBA, NBA needs to do in the offseason is they need to reevaluate what a foul, foul is. is. Wouldn't that be great? Because... because there, there were a, a number, number of instances, instances where if, if a guy, guy you know does, does a quick crossover and he's driving the lane, lane. And, and me as the defender, defender I'm, I'm running, running alongside of him. him. Now, now if, if you, you have, have the ball, ball all, all you have, have to do is jump, jump sideways, sideways into, into me. me. Like, like I'm, I'm allowed, allowed to run, run next, next to you. But if you jump sideways into me, it's the foul is on me. Right. It's it drives me nuts. And I, don't I don't think, think Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan, Magic Johnson, Johnson Barkley, Barkley, Reggie Miller ever had a foul like, like that. that. You, you create, create the contact, contact tough, tough shit. shit. Right, and you and know the next year they're going away. That. Right, they're that, going away from the initiation. They're they're taking away that you know Trey the Trey Young back jump into you, yeah. get you off the floor and jump. Well, into jumping backwards, that they're going to take away. But are they going to take away the? If I'm diving to the hoop and I hit you. That's, That's not, not a foul. foul. Well, now if I bring my arms down, down, right? The whole arms down thing is is the big thing the, because. But you know, there, big, there was a number of instances that didn't have that. that. The, guy the guy driving the paint. paint I have my arms at the side, side because I'm running next, next to you, and you, and you jump, jump into, into me, and I get the foul, and I'm like, what am I? Am I just supposed to let him go? Very simple. Here, I'm going to make for both of you very simple. When we play pickup in the gym basketball. The only time you call a foul is when you completely affect the shot. Right, when you get slapped. When on the you're wrist. slapped and the and the actually I was taking a shot and my ball didn't come close because of the slap, right. we call a foul. Body yeah, yeah. contact, Shouldn't touching each foul. other, you know, no fouls. Play the game. But aside from the foul calling in the in the actual game, Middleton is a god. This is the middle this is the Middleton cycle. We've talked about it um before. Middleton one game looks like he's, you know, a, a, a bench player. One game he looks like an all-star. One game he looks like an absolute superstar, which was this game. Who knows? Next game, will, will he continue the 30-35 the 30, point performance or will he go back to his 4-for-20 for 20 shooting night? We just don't know because it's been all postseason where he's just gone in a cycle of playing great and playing bad the next game. So if he can bit, I am I am worried that Middleton starts to put – Eight, eight, two and three games together of, of being this great sidekick to Giannis, I am worried that the Suns have kind of brought themselves to this best of three series where I think the Bucks ultimately have a better roster and starting lineup with Giannis on the floor because Giannis has been unguardable. Yes. Absolutely unguardable. There is no one on the Suns team. Jay Crowder has done his best. Aiton has done his best. But we've seen what, what happens when you put Aiton on him and he gets in foul trouble. And if Aiton's not on the floor, they're, a, they're just a they're worse a team. They're, they're, they're small. They don't have anyone else on the bench that comes in and backs Aiton up and gives you the size and the defense and that, uh, that, that, that presence in the paint. Well, we said, it, we said it early on. Chris Paul has to play like 
the Chris Paul of the 30-point performance and, and for the, the Suns the Chris to win. Paul, it, it's, it's not like we're asking Chris Paul to go back four years. We're asking Chris Paul to go back one round right. or, or two rounds to where he's been playing this whole postseason and why he's the leader for finals MVP if the Suns do win this because of how he has been the MVP for the Suns. The last two games he's been a the, the last two games has been just unlike Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And he it likes is, the home it is, court. He does right. like, he the, does home like the home court. And Which, again, home they do have two more at home. Right. They have two more at home, and I'm fully expecting the Suns to go back because I have not. I've seen both teams be dominant at home, and the Suns have been dominant at home, and I don't see them going back and losing at home because of how close this game was and how they had this game in their hands and by stupid, selfish mistakes. You know, with Chris Paul, especially on that last possession that, that he turned it over and Giannis went oh, down and, and slammed it down. That was a selfish play because why is the the ball not in Devin Booker's hand? It should never be in Chris Paul's hand in the begin with it with you know thirty six seconds left in a game where Booker has forty points and, and Chris Paul has already has five turnovers and right. and hasn't made a shot all night. That was mistake one and now you know how he's going through his legs and trying to cross over dribble. He was it's doing too much. Doing too, too much. much. And he needs to know that he has playmakers. He doesn't have to do it all. He has playmakers, you know, on his team that can do it for him. Look, it's going to be fun. Best of three. Going back to Phoenix. Yep. I like Phoenix to take games to take game five. Go back three two, and we can talk about game six when it gets there. And I'm sure that th- this is a uh, this is milking its way to a game seven, which the NBA wants, and I think yep. the the fans want. And I think ultimately everyone thought this would kind of go seven games, and whoever can win a game, you know, yeah. that game seven, will the Suns continue the the hot? Somebody's um, got to win a road game, right? It's, it's, it's funny, funny that you can, can watch, watch so much, much of the NBA, NBA and, and we're going to have seven full games, games let's say, and it's, and it's only, only thing that's going to matter is the last 120, 120 seconds. seconds. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. But that's the beauty of it when you have two teams that are really, actually, really pretty, similar. Pretty well matched. Really ma- well matched. Yeah. You know? Each team has three superstars yep. and a bunch of role players. players. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Honestly, the Bucks, the Bucks would be winning this series if Holiday was playing... He's been terrible. He has been awful, and especially this game. This is one of the reasons. You know, I was talking on the couch. I'm like, the Suns took a took a five point lead in in that you know early fourth quarter before the Booker you know foul fiasco, and I'm sitting here like Drew Holiday has been non-existent four for twenty again because we talked about this on last episode. We said this is Drew Holiday playing really good basketball in game three. He played one of his better games of the postseason, and they they took a commanding win. And when he plays very good, it's hard to stop all three of that trio. Correct. Now when he plays absolutely terrible, and he had plenty of open opportunities to knock down a three and and, and take some open shots, and he was a brick all night. And that was not helping. And that's why, again, I'm so surprised that this game went the way it did, and the Suns were not able to close it out and take a a, a double-digit lead anywhere in that game. And it was just... It's concerning. Closing the gap and, and, and then taking another lead and then closing the gap. And eventually Giannis takes over in the final minute and they tie the series. Up. Yep. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. But are, are you still believing in a in a Game 5 win for the Suns and they take a I, that 3-2 win? I'm letting it marinate, lead? but I'm not there yet. Not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm a little worried. We better be there um, because by the end of Game 5, we will have another episode on Monday Fine. when we come on. I'll make a prediction and put it on TikTok. All right, so we have a we have a one really cool thing, and then we're going to get into the MLB midseason review with John. Uh, we have a brand new sponsor that we're really excited to partner with, and uh, we have a little ad that we'll play, and then uh, I'll have a quick uh, uh, two cents about it. But uh, hit that button, Age. Have you guys heard of the Bear Project? Well, let me tell you about it. The Bear Project is a way to help send a disadvantaged kid to summer camp. Attending summer camp is a rite of passage. Summer camps can play an important role in the lives of children, including supporting their social, emotional, and physical development. This luxury just doesn't extend to everybody. This is what the Bear Project plans to solve. You can get involved and help send disadvantaged children to summer camps. If you want to help, head to their Instagram, The Bear Project, and also head to their website, www.thebearproject.com. That's bear, spelled B-A-E-R, to get involved. So we're really excited. Um... You know, John, me and you obviously grew up in, in summer camp. Our kids go away to sleepaway camp. It, it's, it, it is. It's just it's the greatest thing that you can do in the summer when you're a child. And, you know, we're really excited to partner with uh, the Bear Project and get the word out because they're doing some amazing things. 
uh, helping kids right now uh, very much in the Northeast, but they're going to expand and their goal is to help kids in all 50 states. So uh, we're really proud to, to be sponsored by them. And uh, it's, thank it's you to great, everyone great listening. On, thank you to everyone listening on the bench right now, uh, 6.35 Eastern time. Uh, we are live here every Monday and, th- and Thursday. Uh, episodes, if you can't make it, if you miss um, a live episode, Tuesdays and Fridays on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So make sure you listen there if you miss an episode. And we've got John Stolberg, our MLB insider that we always bring on the show to get some really good insight and take. And what we wanted to do with John right now is kind of take a look at the midseason here, buddy. Uh, You know, you were pretty damn good. We went back and looked at predictions um, and you were pretty spot on except for the AL East and the NL East. So, uh, AJ, uh, what what are you thinking? I just want to start with this. So we we revisited the episode. We listened to um, our our preseason kind of predictions mm-hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest john you continue to amaze with some of these spot-on predictions but we're gonna go over pretty much everything we had in that in that episode how about the rule changes um that the two big rule changes it was the seven inning double headers and the man on second to start extra innings which you hated both which we all hated and we all you know expressed our displeasure with you know, those rules and all that. And now Rod Manfred saying that those rules will not return next season. So we kind of got our wish. And that lasted about 80 games. And now uh, that that is over after the season. But do you still hate it? Oh, my oh God, God, I hate it. It's, <laughs> it's I you did. so stupid. I teed it up. You know, now you now you now got, got guys, guys who throw, throw a seven, seven no hitter. hitter. Oh, it's oh, not it's a no hitter. hitter. Um, the, the game, game is, is over. over. <laughs> I gave up no hits. Seven I, I pitched every, every inning. That's a no hitter. hitter. Right. I totally agree with that. I had the same exact reaction to some of those. And there I, were two of those this year. I actually hate the other one worse. Like, the, oh, the let's get somebody ridiculous. on second base so that we can, you know. So we can bunt over and then right. bunt home and, and, and win the game really easy like that. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. So we got our rule change with that. So that is over after this season. So an experimental season. But uh, wait, hold on, Rob Manford. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. <laughs> I love, I love that button. <laughs> so let's start with our standings, the uh, midseason standings, uh, and kind of give you where John, where you were at the beginning of the season in your predictions, and where it stands now in the NL East. We'll start there. Yeah, let's start in the NL East, John. In the NL East, you had in the top three, you had the Braves winning that division, then the Phillies coming in second with the Mets in third, missing out on the playoffs. What is your response to the Mets' kind of surprising uh, start and first half to the season? I mean, the Braves, the Braves are four, four games, games out without, without Marcelo Zuna, Zuna without, without Mike Soroka, Soroka and, the, and the, Phillies the Phillies are only three and a half, and a half out, out. So, so I kind of nailed it. It's, it's just a little, little bit upside down, down right, right now. now. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, losing Acuna. That's, that's yeah, yeah, the, the Braves Bra- 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 are done. You can't lose the first, second, third best player in the league. And, and recover. recover. You, still you still don't have, have Soroka. Soroka. Ian, Ian Anderson's having injury, injury issues. issues. There's, yeah, there's not, not enough, enough there. there. The pitching is kind of decimated. Right Dude, now. what's wrong with Max Freed? Our guy is not having a year. He is not having that great of a year. No, no he's, he's not. not. I mean, I, mean, I, I think, think what, what we, we have, have to realize, realize and, I and I think I probably, probably said this either last year sometime or in the preseason, is I have concern about his mechanics. And I, and I think, think whether or not he, he wants, wants to admit that, that the shoulder's, shoulder's bothering him, the forearm's, forearm's bothering him, the elbow's bothering him, I, you know, I don't know. Probably, Probably not. not. I don't know I don't why, why he wouldn't. He wouldn't that, that never equates to me with major, major leaguers, leaguers because, because your contract, contract is guaranteed. Is guaranteed. So, so you don't you have, have to keep it quiet. quiet. You're getting paid no matter what. So like if you're hurt, tell someone you're hurt. This starting pitching has been very disappointing, though. Yes. And lately, you know, they are, the stats show that they're an above average hitting team, but lately it feels like they can't put up a run to save their lives in a game. Versus the Mets, who, in fact, you said would have a, well, that, that is what I wanted to get into, because the Mets thing, we, you know, we said that if we wanted to say they were going to the World Series, and John said that they were going to miss the playoffs, we were all wrong in our explanation, because we were all on the same page that the Mets Pitching rotation and bullpen were the were lackluster, and that was the reason you know, they're not going to be successful this year. And we were convinced that they got some guys in the lineup that can hit a hit some balls, and they're that's top kind to of, bottom, right? Top to bottom, they got a good lineup out there. 
It is the exact opposite <laughs> for for that for this team. Their 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 rotation has been top five in baseball. That top three has been extraordinary, and the bullpen has been very good as well. That that offense is painstaking. Painful. It is disgusting. It is gross. And I think that it's kind of funny that we got that totally mixed upside down and totally wrong. But more importantly, John, I'm going to give you retribution here. Will the Mets make the playoffs? <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Oh, it's killing dang. you. It's killing you, isn't it? Come on. I mean, I mean the Mets, Mets have 47, 47 wins. wins. You got, got the Padres, Padres with 53, the Dodgers, the Dodgers with 56, they ain't getting the, wild the Giants card. with it's, 57. Win the division or bust. Or not, yeah. That's, That's why, I mean, I mean listen, listen, the Acuna, Acuna injury, injury helps. Yes. I think between, between the, Mets the Mets and the, and the Phillies, Phillies, the Mets, Mets are the better, are the better team, team right, right now. Agreed. So, so I will say. And we're getting healthy. I will, I will swear, well, well, you're not really not that unhealthy. unhealthy. I mean, I mean you, you lost, lost J.D. Davis. Davis. I don't think... I don't <laughs> well, we, got, we got Nemo back. We got Nemo back. We got Conforto oh, back. And we're, we should, we're, there's a chance Nemo. that we're going to get Carrasco and, and Syndergaard back. Maybe eventually. Syndergaard, they should just make him a closer. I mean, seriously, you're talking about Nemo. Like, your biggest offensive injury was Jonashree Vargas. Hey, listen. What the hell is that guy's name? When Villar was, like, lead off... Uh, and now at least we have somebody who actually can hit the ball. Right. So uh, I, listen, don't, the polar bear is coming strong too for Look, a second. He half. said that we're gonna, he he may not want to say it out loud, okay. but he kind of got there that Fine. we're going to make the move on to the division. The funny thing I liked about the All Star game, game and the home run derby was how many times Alonzo said. I think, I think that, that I'm the I'm best, best power hitter on the planet. Yes, he did say that. And he has, he has half, half as many, many home runs, runs as Otani. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he can win a derby. But he can win yeah. a derby. He's, he's great when it doesn't, doesn't count. count. He's, he's phenomenal. <laughs> Let's go to the uh, Central. All right, the Central. Uh, your prediction was the Cardinals were going to win this division and the Reds coming in second. You got the Reds in second. You got the Reds in second. I got the Reds. The Brewers have been surprising. You know, Christian Yelich has been pretty disappointing this year. They are also last in the league in batting average. So please explain, John, how that makes any sense that they are one of the best records in the league and first in the NL Central with those two uh, kind of variables uh, in their in their organization. Well, well their, their pitching, pitching is, amazing. is amazing. Amazing. I love Woodruff. I love Burns. Freddie Peralta has been incredible. incredible. I don't I know when the wheels are going to fall off on that one, one but... but um, and, and, you know, you know when you've got, got Josh Hader and Devin Williams, Williams in the bullpen, bullpen that's, that's a really, really good way to end the game. I, I'm going to make this very easy on all of you. Mm-hmm. There's one pitcher in the entire bull, uh, the entire pitching staff who's over a 3.8 ERA. That, that one. Games. And that's Brett Anderson. They're like, I, I, I really think that they are a better version of what the Mets are. You know, yes. and can't hit, but their pitching is amazing, and it's better than the Mets. And they're in first place. And they're in first place. So I think that's kind of a similar formula there. And then crazy, the NL West. Yeah. Did, I mean, I know we, we all thought the Dodgers and right. Padres. We all the Dodgers. You said the Padres in second. You said it would depend on the Tatis injury back in the way beginning, and it turned yeah. out to not be anything serious at all, thank God. And now he's, he has came back and been uh, a perennial MVP if Jacob deGrom did not exist. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Will deGrom beat Tatis in the M- and the MVP? No. no. <laughs> I knew uh, Come on, you knew he was going to go with Tatis. Okay. Well, then perennial MVP <laughs> with Jacob but, DeGrom. But more importantly, did, nobody saw the Giants coming. No. Uh, did you? No chance. No chance. What is with this team? I don't get it. I look. I, I constantly look at this lineup, I mean, and I don't get it. You want to talk about injuries? I mean, they, they lost Posey. They, they lost Brandon, Brandon Belt. Belt. They lost Aaron Sanchez. I'm not, not even, even sure, sure what's going on. <laughs> like, Mike Yastrzemski is suddenly calling Yastrzemski. <laughs> it's, it's not even that they're good. They are the best in, yeah. the, in MLB. And if, and you, if you look, look at, at their, their pitching, pitching staff, staff it's, it's like, like everybody, everybody else's cast off. Oh, oh, the, the Orioles, Orioles, Kevin Gossman sucks. sucks. Well, now he's an ace. ace. <laughs> uh, the, the Reds, they, they loved Anthony Disclafani. He was supposed to be an ace for them. He sucked for so many years, they said goodbye. He's terrific. Cueto's 427 years old. He's doing his Bartolo Colon imitation. Well, and then don't forget, Wilmer Flores. That's legend. The Mets legend. And when they say that legend, we are being very facetious. Has nine home runs. I don't think he had nine home runs in, in his 10 years at playing for the Mets. 
But that is definitely so surprising. And on the Dodgers, kind of, um, in this division, the NOS, they are one game back of the of the Giants, so it's not like they are, you know, trailing by, and, and it's that crazy, but they are still an incredible team. Obviously, the Bauer situation doesn't help. He was having a, a you know, pretty good season there. He, I'm sure he won't be back um, this season for the Dodgers, and they're missing a key piece for their rotation. And also, what is going on with Cody Bellinger batting a whopping 176? Is that correct? Yes, 176. What's going on with Cody Bellinger? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, <laughs> you don't have a, a magical uh, answer with it for us? I, I, can't, I can't figure, figure it out. out. There's, There's so, so many, many guys, guys who are hitting horribly. You know, you know I mean, I mean, if you, if you look, look at, take a look at your, your fantasy, fantasy team if you have, have one, one and, and click stats and look, and look at your, your team. team. How many, How many of, of your, your players are performing up to their, their expectations? Very, Very few. few. And, and the guys, guys who are and who are excelling beyond are, are guys, guys that you, that you didn't, didn't expect. expect. Like, like, who, who thought, thought Cedric, Cedric Mullins was, was going to hit 300 plus, plus with double-digit double homers and double-digit double steals at the break? The break. Yeah. Not me. Not me. Nope. And, I mean, come on. Mookie Betts can't hit – I mean, he's hitting – He's, he's playing okay, but his batting average is, is 250. But, but like you just said, the expectation of Mookie Betts is incredibly high, and he's not playing up to a Mookie Betts that we've seen. No. Right, the only right, people right. that are playing well are Turner and Muncie. I mean, everybody else is pretty much shit in the bed. Right, and it, they're still only one game back. It almost, it almost seems, seems like, like they're, they're pressing. pressing. You know, you know so, so they they, they lost Dustin May. Obviously, obviously Bowers out, out, but that's, that's been, been short term. term. You know, you Kershaw's, know, Kershaw's, he's, he's hurt, hurt again. again. They, they lost, lost Corey, Corey Seager. Seager. It, almost it almost feels, feels like everybody, everybody is saying, we have, have to repeat, and it, and it, it has, has to be me, me who does, does it. it. And, and it's, it's not, not you. you. It's, 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 you know, look at a guy like Mike Trout. He's unreal, and the Angels never make the playoffs. One guy can't do it all. Just stay within yourself. And, and, and I think with the Dodgers, when we were talking about in the beginning that this is basically, you know, this is their champ. They have an incredible team. They're the gonna, roster they're was ridiculous. Be, you're right, the roster's yeah. ridiculous. They're going to be in that World Series and probably win it all. I, I still think they're incredible. They're, they're fully healthy. Their, their lineup is awesome. But I think their rotation is not, you know, unhittable and it's not unbeatable. No. And I just think the team is, is still very good, but it's not an unbeatable team. No, I, I agree. agree. I mean, everybody's, everybody's beatable. beatable. At the, the end, end of the, of the year, year Kershaw's, Kershaw's not getting, getting any younger. younger. Bauer, Bauer, obviously, if he, he can come back, back he'll, he'll be fine. Bueller's fine. Urias is fine. Losing Dustin may hurt because that, that really forced, forced Tony Gonsolin into, into more of a featured role as, as opposed to being a swing guy, filling in here, filling in there. Right. Yeah, well, and they still have Kenley Jansen at the back, so they'll be fine if they could just have a one-run lead going into the ninth. Yeah, true, true. And you know, they they actually started um, our boy the other day, who we did mention in the beginning. Um, I'm flaking on his name there, who they turned into a relief pitcher, who once played for the Red Sox. David, David Price? Price. David Price. Price. They did start him in place of you know that hole that they have in the fifth. How he did old start is David Price? Day. He's got to be like close He's to forty, there. no? No, no, he's, he's like, like 35, 35 years, years old. Is he? I just feel like yeah, David yeah. Price has been in the league since I was a toddler. He might be. <laughs> no, that would I mean would he's still younger than you. So. <laughs> just let me be. Let me. All right. And All right, then, go to the AL. And then the AL, uh, the AL East with your Yankees there. We, How they doing? How we, they doing? We had, you know, this. We, we actually spent, like, I think the most time on that episode on this one division because we said that. It was the Yankees and a bunch of other teams that are kind of in the middle there and could steal a wild card, you know, the Rays, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox. But we weren't as confident, and we said the Yankees, their depth, and they're, they're just a very good team and the, that they will take care of this division. But the Yankees have been underperforming. The pitching is atrocious. atrocious, atrocious. I can't say a, a word. And now the best closer who we thought was unhittable and had this under one ERA at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, is just just can't seem to get an out when he goes out anymore. So, what is your opinion on the Yankees and if they're if if all hope is lost for this season? I mean, all, all hope, hope is, is not, not lost. lost. They're, they're six and, and a half, half out, out of second, second in the division. division. They, they have, have 
like eight, eight or, or ten, ten games, games in, in, in the in next, next two and a half weeks, weeks against, against the Red, the Red Sox. Sox. So, so they go they six and two, two they're right, right back, back in, in it. it. The, problem the problem that they, they have is, and I believe, and I believe we, we discussed this, this in the, the, the preseason, preseason. They're, they're not built, built well. well. Mm-hmm. To, to me, me nine, nine DJ LeMahews is better than nine Glaber Torres. Better, better than, than nine Giancarlo Stanton, better, better than, than nine, nine Luke Voigt. They, they strike, strike out all the time. time. Like, like 65%, 65% of their homers are solo. Are solo. Because, because no one's on base. On base. <laughs> I, have I have said, said for years, years now that Clint, Clint Frazier is, is the most overrated prospect, prospect in, in baseball, baseball. And, and the, the Yankees, Yankees should have traded him immediately. And I... I have, I have tweets, tweets I, have I have texts, texts I have a million, million articles, articles of proof, proof on this that I'm not, not just saying this after, after the fact. fact. You mean batting Aaron Hicks, Hicks 186 is not a good thing? Yeah. yeah. Aaron, Aaron Hicks, Hicks sucks. sucks. Aaron Boone has, has no, no idea what, what he's doing. doing. The, the fact, fact that, that Aaron Hicks was batting, batting third constantly before he got hurt. hurt. Aaron Hicks is a terrible hitter. Lefty, lefty, righty, 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 lefty. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. If, if you, you can't hit, hit who, who cares what side, what side the pitcher's throwing from? from? Like, like when you're a 230 hitter, hitter who, who cares? cares? Bat eighth. eighth. But you know what's amazing? This team is the seven, has the 17th best batting average, and I think they're like third in the league in strikeouts. Like, they strike out all the time. All the time. <laughs> and even LeMahieu's having, having a bad, bad year. year. Yeah. And I think and that is setting the tone. And Glaber Torres, who used to hit home runs, I honestly think at 52 years old, I might be able to beat him in a home run derby. I mean, where'd the power go? And the one year that Aaron Judge is having this incredible season and he's not, knock on wood, you know, not dealing with crazy injuries every week, you know, now they can't seem to, you know, be be that good of a team. Do you know Aaron Judge is the has the highest batting average on the Yankees? Yeah, like 280. 280. That should not be. Two of the Yankees, Yankees have a have ton, a ton of, injuries, of injuries, but so, so do everybody, everybody else. else. Like, like, you can you look, can at, look the at the Yankees and say, oh, Hicks and Duhar, Kluber, Severino, you know, but, but who cares? Everybody, everybody has, has these injuries. injuries. Right. And, then, and then the other teams in that division, the Red Sox, who we kind of wrote off, have been very surprising. They lead that division. And then the Blue Jays, um, they don't seem to have, you know, that great of pitching, but that lineup is incredible. I would like another, this is my other one. Uh, John, I would like a, another a public apology <laughs> for the Toronto Blue Jays when I said they were going to be good this year, and you laughed at me. Well, they good. No, is, I did not, I did not laugh. laugh. I, I said, said they have, have a lot, lot of ton, ton young, young talent, talent, but they're, they're not, not ready. ready. They're eight, eight games, games out. out. I'm exactly right. right. They have three no games over five hundred. I feel like every play, every game they play, I look at the score in the morning, and it's like. 8-7. Like, they just allow so many runs, but they can hit one yes, through Yes, but they have all of the sons of the, of the previous <laughs> major league players. They do. Listen, Listen they, they would, would be two games, games out if Biggio was, was playing the way, the way he should have been. Yep. You know, it's funny. We, we, we laugh at your Yankees, and, and we're giving you crap about our, you know, that our Mets are so much better than you. We're only two games better than you. <laughs> right. You give me a half. But. Two. It's two games. It's, it's two still games. two. Games. Saying, and we're going to take. The two we're going to take what we can get. How so, about the AL Central, which this is probably the most laughable by far, <laughs> is both you and Noel were both heavily on those Twins and saying the Twins were going to win the AL Central and and outlast those White Sox. To, what what is to your my defense, on those I, I was, right I was riding John's tail on that <laughs> one. Were. I honestly, I honestly can't, can't figure, figure out, out the Twins. twins. I, mean, I mean, you, you look, look at that, that team. team it's, it's the, the same, same or better, better roster, roster than they had last year. year. Yep. So, so what happened? happened? And, and now, now everybody's, everybody's talking about, about them being sellers, sellers at the, the trade, trade deadline. deadline. And, and everybody is lining up for their, their players. players. Like, like, there's, there's no, no team, team in the league, league that, that doesn't, doesn't want Nelson, Nelson Cruz, Cruz or Kent Ameda. Kent Ameda. Or if you need a second baseman, shortstop, Polanco. You need a third baseman, I want Donaldson. You need a first baseman, I'll take Sano. And they're going to be ripped apart. Oh, they're definitely at the at the deadline. And then and then for the White Sox, I feel like, talk about injuries, they have been decimated by injuries for all their young players. And they are just such a deep team, and I feel like they just keep on winning. And they have a really good rotation. And they these guys that are just filling in day 
you know, for these games. And I'm just like, who is this guy that they that they have filling in for filling in for Robert or or uh, Mercedes? And they they just keep winning, and they lead that division uh, with a pretty good lead. Uh, and they look they look very good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean their rotation, rotation is really, really good. good. It's, it's amazing, amazing when you, when you look, look around, around baseball. baseball. So this, so this is, is going, going to be, be an, an indictment, indictment of the, the Yankees, Yankees coaches. coaches. Let's, Let's look, look around, around baseball, baseball at some, at some really, really good pitchers. pitchers. Lance, Lance Lynn, Lynn on, on Chicago, Chicago. Former, former Yankee. Yankee. <laughs> uh, Nathan, Nathan Evaldi, former Yankee. Yankee. Um, there's, there's a few, a few others, others that, that are, are so good. good. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back, back in the day, when... AJ Burnett, Burnett left, left really, really good. good. Contreras, Contreras left, left, really good. Javier, Javier Vasquez, Vasquez really, really good. good. Even, Even Randy, Randy Johnson, Johnson. Oh, oh, he came to the Yankees. He's, he's old. He stinks. As soon as he left, left great, great again. again. <laughs> Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray was a Yankee. Yankee. How did, How did he, he suck here? And now he's an All Star. I feel like the Mets have that too. I feel like every team. The Mets, the Mets have an issue where. Guys, guys get, get hurt, hurt. Yeah. and then and you then give, give up, up on, on them, them and then they come back. Because you, you have so much money that you, you don't, don't want to waste, waste the roster spot, spot with this guy, guy. So, so you, you just let him go, go and you buy, buy somebody, somebody else. else. And that's and what that's happens. What this is the Yankees, Yankees you stink. Like Sonny Gray, you stink. Lance Lynn, you stink. Take a look at Lance Lynn's career stats year by year. The second he left the Yankees, he was, he was great. great. He's been He's really, really good, good for three, three years, years now. now. He was, he was a 4.2 4. 4. 2 something to the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. Well, you know, the the Yankees have, are, are, are just wishing that they could all have all these players back because what a difference that would make in terms yep. of their rotation right And now. then finally in the West, you nailed it. Obviously, not that this is a killer, but right. Houston. Houston, that lineup is Oakland. incredible, and that's about that's about it. In, the, in that in the West, but Oakland has been good as well. You did say that they would bounce back from their shaky start, and they have they they've put together a, a, a pretty good team in that. In we, that we, we've got two minutes and forty five seconds left in the broadcast. Do the Angels have any chance to catch anyone? No, 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 no. And that's the last kind of props I want to give to you is Otani. You were on spot with Otani uh, for for MVP this year. You actually, as crazy as it is that you 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 kind of called that and and put it in. He is exceeding your your expectations. You you said that at the end of the season, you wouldn't be surprised if he had ten wins and twenty five home runs. He has exceeded that by halfway, the, through, by the halfway through the season. Is that not is this not the most incredible thing that that, that you've ever seen? He, he is, is the, the modern, modern day, day Babe Ruth, Ruth, and he, and might, he might even, even be, be better. better because, because you, know, you know back, back in the in day. The day the game, the game was, was very different. different. I, I, pitchers probably had two, two pitchers. pitchers. You know, they you know, had fastball, curveball, and Ruth couldn't, couldn't throw, throw 100, 100 miles, miles an, hour. an hour. I mean, this guy pitches, pitches 100, 100 miles, miles an, hour. an hour. And then goes out, and he hits for five straight days. Yeah, yeah. He's unbelievable. And you know what? I hope people who listen to the preseason broadcast listen to me. And, and placed a wager because, because Otani was, was plus 5,000. Why, 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 yeah, why didn't you not make a bet? You were all over it. Why did I'm you not, not make a bet? Man. Not a gambling man. man. Yeah, that's why you're richer than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last thing I just want to mention, two guys that you put out there that you said most people might not know that could have breakout seasons that you kind of hit on the dot. Andrew Vaughn of the Chicago White Sox is having a really good uh, uh, season there. And Cabrian Hayes on the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates have a pretty decent lineup. They had two All Stars, and Cabrian Hayes has been a has been a really you know shining star. Shining star in in Pittsburgh. They just don't have anything else besides that, and that's why they are, are absolutely terrible. But those are two yeah, guys I'm, that I'm, you hit I'm, on. I'm, I'm, actually I'm actually surprised, surprised about, about Andrew Vaughn. Vaughn. I, 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 mentioned I mentioned him, but, but I didn't necessarily think, think um, he'd be this good. He, he would get, get the, the opportunity, opportunity to play, to play because, because we all we know his manager hates the kids. And then lastly, well. lastly, John, Jacob DeGrom, best pitcher you've seen in your lifetime? You know, you know it's yeah, 20 long. seconds. I, I, I watched watch DeGrom, DeGrom pitch, pitch, and I don't, and I don't understand, understand why, why he's so, so unhittable. unhittable. Statistically, <laughs> he's, he's right, right there. there. But when, when I, I watch people, people pitch, pitch, Pedro, Pedro Martinez, Martinez in his prime, in his prime, prime, right. in his prime nobody can beat him. That's all we got. 
for today's episode. John, thank you so much for coming on. We'll have you back anytime. anytime.